Welcome to Dan's Den Podcast. My name is Dan Belanger, and thanks for joining me for this episode all about breathing. I will be releasing these breathing brief episodes to discuss and highlight different aspects related to breathing and how our breathing affects all systems of the body and our physical and psychological health. Breathing is a unique, beautiful system that's the bridge between our unconscious and conscious behavior because it's regulated by the autonomic nervous system and is mostly running in the background without needing our attention. But at any moment, we can take conscious control of our breathing and with practice and attention, we can regulate and control our breathing and subsequently have substantial positive effects on our physiology and psychological state that would otherwise be controlled by unconscious or automatic. Let's take our health into our own hands and become more proactive and invest in our future selves. Today, I will discuss heart rate variability or HRV, and respiratory sinus arrhythmia, or RSA, by defining what these are and how they relate to breathing and overall health. At the end of this episode, I will describe a simple, evidence-based breathing exercise that's a great foundational practice for your physical and mental health. So let's dive in with some background about why this stuff even matters. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and the World Health Organization estimated that in 2016, nearly 18 million people died due to cardiovascular diseases, accounting for 31% of deaths worldwide. Other non-communicable diseases, such as respiratory diseases and diabetes, also account for a significant portion of deaths each year, and modifiable lifestyle and behavioral factors, such as physical inactivity and poor nutrition habits, increase the risk of these conditions. Mental health disorders such as depression and anxiety also have a significant impact of quality of life and public health, as well as a substantial economic impact, with an estimated prevalence of 10% of the population affected worldwide and totaling 30% of non-fatal diseases. A report on the present costs of mental illnesses was approximated to be around 2.5 trillion globally in 2010 with a projected additional rise of $6 trillion by the year 2030. Another study led by the World Health Organization from 2016 estimates that depression and anxiety disorders alone cost the global economy around $1 trillion annually, and that for every $1 invested in treatment leads to a return of $4 in better health and ability to work. Also, the treatment for these mental health disorders around the world between 2016 and 2030 by means of medication and psychosocial treatments is projected to cost $141 billion, according to the World Health Organization. With that, it is important to identify and implement evidence-based self-care health interventions and resources that can be used at the personal and public health levels. Alternative and complementary methods of treating these conditions can increase quality of life while mitigating the economic burden, and an effective and accessible tool lies within our ability to regulate our breathing. Breathing exercises do not require additional resources and have been shown in studies to be safe with minimal side effects, and there is potential for these techniques to be used as primary and supplemental treatments to benefit some psychological and physiological health outcomes. Most of these practices can be integrated into a wide range of exercise and wellness programs and can be also effective on their own, 
and their ease of access and ability to be performed in any location at any time render them an invaluable self-care health intervention. Along with the support of healthcare and exercise professionals, the distribution and application of this information can increase the capability of individuals and communities to become more active participants in their own health and wellness and reduce the burden on the healthcare systems. So I'm going to talk a little bit about heart rate variability, or HRV, by first describing what it is and how it relates to health. Breathing exercises have been shown to improve HRV, and I'll describe how and why a higher HRV is correlated to overall reduced mortality and significant improvements in numerous domains of health and fitness and prevention of some illnesses and disease. Heart rate variability, or HRV, is the subtle variations in the time intervals between consecutive heartbeats and can be measured on an electrocardiogram, or ECG, as the time in milliseconds between successive RR intervals. This is something that is imperceptible and difficult to measure without a thorough ECG reading, but today there are several wearable technologies that can provide an estimated HRV, but that's beyond the scope of this episode. HRV is a marker for the regulation of multiple functions throughout the body, such as autonomic nervous system functioning, cardiovascular functioning, blood pressure and vascular tone, digestion, and exchange of respiratory gases. Additionally, HRV reflects the contribution of vagal tone, which is the component of the parasympathetic nervous system, to areas of the brain such as the amygdala and cortex that are involved in the processing of emotions. You can think about vagal tone as a measure of the cardiovascular function that promotes adaptive responses to environmental challenges, and that means both external and internal environment, such as chemicals like cortisol, neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. Low vagal tone is associated with poor emotional and attentional regulation and has been conceptualized as a marker of sensitivity to both physical and psychological stress. This inefficiency to readily adapt to various stressors can have negative, acute, and long-term consequences affecting nearly every process in the body from blood pressure regulation and insulin sensitivity to cognitive function and emotional regulation. Studies have demonstrated that a higher HRV is associated with overall health status, parasympathetic nervous system activity, and improved cognitive performance and lower cardiovascular risk. A lower HRV is related to poorer self-regulation and decreased cardiovascular health, with an elevated risk of metabolic disease and mortality. Another physiological function relevant to this discussion is called respiratory sinus arrhythmia, or RSA which can basically be described as the acceleration and deceleration of the heart rate during the breathing cycle. As summarized in a paper by Schaefer and Meehan in 2020, RSA is mediated by the vagus nerve, which sends information from receptors in the body that sense blood pressure changes to the brain for integration, which then modifies cardiac functioning. Basically, during inhalation, the cardiovascular center prevents vagal input and heart rate increases, and during exhalation, the cardiovascular center restores vagal input and the heart rate slows. This is something that we can observe and feel most of the time. In most cases, if we take a nice, slow, deep breath through the nose and exhale at a slow, controlled pace around a five-second inhale, five-second exhale, you may be able to notice this slight increase in heart rate as you inhale, and a subsequent decrease during the slow exhale. 
Try this when you are in a comfortable place and notice these subtle changes in heart rate during slow, deep breathing. Part of what's going on during this process is that when we inhale deeply, preferably through the nose, the diaphragm will expand, resulting in a slightly smaller volume of space in the area around the heart. And the increased pressure around the thorax during this inhalation causes the heart rate to increase in order to maintain adequate blood flow in and out of the heart. This process is reversed during exhaling, and as the diaphragm and chest cavity relax, there is an increase in available space for the heart to contract and relax, and it does not have to pump as fast to maintain appropriate cardiac output. Another evolutionary reason for this RSA, or the slight change in heart rate during the breathing cycle, is to maximize efficiency of gas exchange in the lungs. When we inhale fully and deeply, there is maximum air moving into the lungs, and when there is the most available oxygen in the lungs, the heart rate increases at precisely this moment to circulate the most amount of oxygenated blood. This might not seem like a big deal at first, but an average adult heart beats around 100,000 times each day. This makes a massive difference over years and over a lifetime. It's fascinating how our systems have evolved to conserve energy at every single opportunity, and because our cardiorespiratory system keeps life-sustaining oxygen readily available for all tissues of the body and brain, this conservation of energy was monumental to our development, allowing for more energy to be used for other necessary functions. With the many aspects of physical and mental health that are indexed by HRV, it's important to explore potential methods to improve it, and it can be improved. Increasing evidence proposes that HRV biofeedback training can be an effective and practical way to increase heart rate variability. Biofeedback is a method of assessing various physiological measures that allow an individual to view these measures in real time with the intent of heightening one's awareness of the effect that their thoughts, emotions, and actions can have on their psychophysiological state. With practice and attention, an individual can breathe at a frequency that maximizes RSA in order to enhance the ability of the autonomic nervous system to regulate homeostasis, which is the condition of optimal functioning of many systems in the body being kept within a certain comfortable range. After numerous research studies, Lehrer and colleagues in 2000 standardized a training technique where the subject can view their respiration and heart rate on a monitor and try to synchronize their inspiration with heart rate increase and their expiration with heart rate decrease. The maximum values of HRV are attained in most people when breathing at a rate of around six breaths per minute, and this maximization of RSA is called a resonance frequency. This is roughly a five-second inhale followed by a five-second exhale. Resonance can be thought of as the syncing up of systems in the body and aligning them to function optimally. This can lead to physiological changes including an increased amount of gas exchange in the lungs, a greater oscillation of blood pressure during each phase of the breathing cycle, and a larger stimulation to mechanisms involved in the adaptation to stressors. The use of HRV biofeedback has shown benefits in both psychological and physical health measures in numerous pathologies, including depression, anxiety, stress, asthma, chronic muscle pain, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, and in cardiovascular diseases such as hypertension, myocardial infarction, or a heart attack, and coronary artery disease. 
restoration of the autonomic nervous system homeostasis is correlated with lowered amounts of inflammatory cytokines in blood serum and affects areas of the brain associated with mood and affect regulation or one's immediate expression of emotions. Many of us have heard about the negative consequences of systemic inflammation and breathing exercises have been shown to lower these effects in some cases. In subsequent episodes, I will discuss some of the scientific research and studies that have been published regarding HRV training and improved health outcomes. Breathing is something that I'm very interested in for some of the reasons that we've discussed, but also because it's something that we can have conscious control over that can improve many aspects of health and wellness. This is something that I studied extensively throughout my master's program at the University of Rhode Island and something that I've been very eager to share with you. Sometimes we might get a little in-depth about some of the physiology and anatomy involved, but I think it's important to understand some of this information as we talk about how and why breathing is so important and that we can use this as a tool for improving physical and psychological health. Disclaimer, again, this is not intended as medical advice and you should consult your physician before beginning any healthcare regimen. Finally, I'd like to describe a simple breathing exercise referred to as box breathing or square breathing, which many of you may already be familiar with. This is a basic exercise that involves an equal ratio of inhalation, breath retention, exhalation, and breath suspension. A great place to begin is aiming for four seconds for each of these phases. So we inhale for four seconds, hold for four, exhale for four, and wait four seconds again until the next inhale, and repeat. Start slow and maybe just do one round if this is new to you. Gradually increase to five minutes per day, then 10 minutes a day. This does not necessarily need to be consecutive, but the relaxing and balancing effects can typically be noticed around five minutes of practice. This is something to practice while in a comfortable place, either sitting upright or lying down on your back. And as you become more comfortable, you can incorporate it throughout the day while doing other tasks or activities. A way to progress this exercise gradually is to add one second to each phase. And as I mentioned earlier, research shows that slow breathing around five or six breaths per minute for 20 minutes per day can have substantial beneficial effects on some of the health outcomes that we identified earlier. Give this exercise a shot and see if you can practice it more regularly throughout your day and week. I've inserted a diagram into the episode cover art which describes box breathing and some of the references to the research, although it might be difficult to read a relatively small space. In the episode description, there is a link to send in voice messages, and I'd love to hear some feedback from you. Is this exercise too easy or too boring? Do you notice any differences in your body or state of mind after practicing it for at least five minutes? Are you looking for other ways to incorporate breathing into your self-care routine? Please make sure to follow and rate Dan's Den and share this episode with your fellow breathers out there. Thanks again for listening, and join me next time as we continue to explore the life force that is the breath.